Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by Promo Corner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Welcome to another episode of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast, where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, the National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA. I'm joined today by four other lovely folks. But of course, before we get to them, we got to tell you about our sponsors for today, our good friends over at the Brentwood line. Brentwood line specializing in chairs, coolers, backpacks, blankets, a well-respected supplier known not just for their high quality products, but also known for their customer service. Brentwood line values and appreciates its customers to the greatest extent, and they want to make sure your expectations are met. So be sure to head over to BrentwoodLine.com to check out the latest products for all your outdoor needs and tell them the Industry Insider sent you. Why don't we say hi to uh, to Meg Erber? If, well, first of all, before we say hi to Meg, uh, we're riddled with uh, tech issues today, so forgive us if anything goes array. So, uh, Meg, how are you? Array of sunshine. Woman on Ian. Um, or, or okay. I. Yeah. I'm pretty good. We're um, going to Disney this weekend. So I'm really excited. We're going to take Addie. She doesn't know. So we're going to wake her up Friday morning and surprise her. So Well, you just told her because I heard I she's our did, biggest listener. Yeah. Does she doesn't watch the podcast? She's so. at school. Uh, no, <laughs> you know. Fine. Fine. So, Steve McFadden, how are you? Good. I've been um, rocking solo dad life for the last uh, week. So I'm super excited for the missus to get back and I can recover. <laughs> so <laughs> I do not envy yeah. that for anybody. So I'm, uh, yeah, it's been a busy week. Yeah, I've got to do that a couple times a year now. It's definitely, uh, mm-hmm. it's fun. Mm-hmm. Recover? Well, yeah. Yeah, that that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Robert Five Ash with Brand Fuel. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, guys. And thank you for the uh, chance to jump on today. Long time uh, listener, first time caller. Good. Yeah. Have a good day. I have bad poison ivy. I just if I if I kind of go down and scratch for about ten seconds, that's what's happening. So well, you know, like the story of how that happened, right? <laughs> what's that? So we need the story of how that happened, I guess. Yeah. Well, I was camping with my buddy thir- our thirtieth thirtieth uh, in a row river trip this past weekend, and uh, we were looking for firewood. And man, I've had poison ivy ten thousand times in my life, and and still can't learn my lesson. So. I deserve it. Mm. I get wow. poison ivy if I literally look at poison ivy. I'm going to so stay away wherever side you're on. Stay away. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there's a reason we put them right beside you, Meg. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And returning guest, Danny Rosen with Brand Fuel. How are you doing, man? This is like uh, the third time I think we've had you on the, on the show. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I'm uh, always grateful to be invited and love hanging out with you guys. Uh, but I'm I'm doing really well. I was just I don't have I don't have poison ivy. Um, uh, it's funny that the last time I was on this platform, I had this uh, this image up as my backstop, which is a yeah. um, it, this is an artist painted uh, this in a wall in Ukraine when the war started, and um, and so seeing it kind of brought back some memories. And I, I haven't shared this with a lot of folks, but um, we have a Ukrainian kid moving in with us. Uh, the Rosen household actually arrives at 7 p.m. tonight. So we're hosting the family. And um, 
in a way that you know, puts a lump in my throat and f- fills my heart. So kind of in line with, I think, some of the stuff we're going to talk about today. Uh, so I decided to leave uh, this, this kid up because this is kind of what it's all about right now. Aww. That's pretty awesome, man. Like kudos to you for doing that too. Really? Yeah, my, and- my wife gets lots of credit. So but yes, all of us, it's going to be awesome and hard. Yeah. For sure. Well, we're excited to have you back. It's always fun having you on the show, uh, and you are definitely uh, a favorite for sure. So we're here to talk today because you guys got some special news to share with us, right? A little bit about Brand Fuel. Yeah, we do. You want to jump into it, Robert? You want to start? Yes. Do we, do we need to know how they got into the industry? Yeah. Or, so just, you know? yeah just before just before we jump into that and jump into the topic, why don't why don't you guys do a, just a quick introduction? Uh, you know. Danny, just in case people haven't uh, tuned into one of the other episodes you've been on, why don't you give us a three to four minute introduction of yourself, maybe how you got started in the promotional products industry and what you've been up to since, and then we'll go to Robert for the uh, for the same. Yeah, uh, got into the industry way long ago when I was in college. <clears throat> I was trying to figure out a way to pay the difference on uh, my parents' ability to pay for college. I was an out-of-state kid, went to um, from Virginia where Robert and I grew up. Uh, we were high school and junior high friends, um, so that's how this whole thing started with Brand Fuel. But um, trying to pay the difference between uh, an in-state and out-of-state college, uh, I ended up selling a lot of uh, Duke Sox t-shirts when I was at the University of North Carolina. I uh, got to know a screen printing company uh, in town. There was a warmed-over flower child hippie guy named Odie there who taught me a lot about uh, enjoyment of work and and design and and printing and. I was just selling shares store to door to be able to compensate uh, that that kind of um, that missing that gap in in what I needed to pay for college instead of having a you know nine to three job or a late night job in school and uh, that carved my path into the industry um, and I worked for him for a while and then when it was time to start my own thing I called my best friend the person I trusted most in this world he was my stockbroker at the time. Uh, he was the guy that I snuck into Ramon's concerts with using our fake IDs when we were kids. His name is Robert Fiveash, and um, we've been friends for just about 40 years. The, the, the beauty of, of the friendship is that we're still together as business partners after 25 years. And uh, together, um, yeah, <laughs> we, we, we started out in this industry trying to be uh, the original, you know, trying to do things that were different and to push the limits a bit and I think uh, we've done some of that and I think our future is still bright. So we hit 25 years in February, really proud. We have an amazing staff. Um, just, we're up to 53 people, I think now. It's crazy, a lot of growth right now. Our online store platform is is one of the drivers of that, uh, but also a real focus on using the business as a force for good uh, and also trying to elevate the industry by being more open source minded and sharing, you know, what we're doing and helping others along the way. And, and, you know, we've been involved in helping start some of uh, the things that we're most proud of uh, in our industry with regards to nonprofit and giving and things like that, but still having fun. And, and I'll leave it at that. Robert, you're up. Yeah. Yeah. You, gosh, you, you kind of, you kind of rocked it. Um, so I, I, I started in the business in, in 98 um, with Danny um, was, a big fan of branded merch you know, before that. Um, but I was in the financial services industry. I was a stockbroker for a company called AG Edwards, which is, is no longer around. It got um, consumed by one of the big banks. But um, but uh, I, I did that for a few years, um, enjoyed it, was, was good at it, but knew I didn't want to do that forever and ended up uh, going to get my MBA at William & Mary. 
and was about to graduate in 98. And um, uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do at the time. Um, I, I, I thought I was probably going to get back into to finances, but um, it wasn't really exactly what I wanted to do. And as Danny mentioned, the two of us sort of got together at a very serendipitous time and, and he was kind of looking to make a move and I was kind of looking to make a move. And, and over a weekend and, and a bunch of beers, we said, gosh, you know, if, if we can't kick a lot of ass in this crazy industry, <laughs> like we're not worth our, yeah, we're not worth it. So we, uh, we really looked hard at all kinds of, 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 of different marketing initiatives and realized that this was one where we could, um, we could really kick some butt. And with Danny's um, experience uh, in it, um, we said, this is, this is a no brainer. And so I started, um, I started really as like the, the finance ops guy and Danny was really the sales and marketing guy. And it was a very clear split between what we did. And, and that worked really, really well for a while as we got started. And as we grew, um, the, the job roles really, really morphed a, a lot. And uh, we both became sales managers of our different um, areas. So Danny's down in the Raleigh area and I'm up in Virginia Beach. Um, I still do a lot of finance, legal, uh, sales management, et cetera. Some marketing, Danny takes care of most of that. Um, but my big focus right now is international. It's a, a bigger and bigger part of our our um, our company's business. Um, I'm on the board of, of uh, IPAG, the uh, Inter Inter International Partnership for Premiums and Gifts. And um, we are really trying to make sure that our salespeople have all of the tools they need to manage the complicated world of, of international branded merch sales. Um, so I'm, I'm really focusing on that, but, but doing uh, the other things I mentioned. And as, as Danny mentioned, you know, 25 years into this, um, it is uh, remarkable that, that, that we are, the two of us are as sort of um, happy and content with, with, with each other as we are. Like, as, as, you, as you all know, it is really hard to have a, a business partner and we're very different and we complement each other in, in a lot of ways. And um, if we hadn't had that friendship and respect that, that, that came from early on, we probably wouldn't have made it. And I'm, I'm just really grateful for, for having that foundation because I think that's why we're still here and still making a difference and still having fun. So um, glad it, glad it's turned out this way. I love you, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool story and happy for both of you. And uh, before we do launch into the topic, Brendan had actually just chimed in and said that uh, all the normal hosts are coordinating the hoodies. I guess uh, the Brand Fuel Group uh, have, have turned on the heat in their perspective buildings or respective buildings. Uh, yeah. My family likes to play a little game called how long can we go before we turn the heat on <laughs> that's great yeah. and even one feels like a candy cane or not candy cane candy corn my favorite is that candy. why he did it because of the bet oh there's blue <laughs> on there. all right fair enough it's blue it's it's, uh, it's, a, it's a tipsy that's, that's the green screen of the, of the sweatshirt anyway <laughs> well oh uh, yeah i guess just to achieve your b corp which is amazing um it's gonna i think i personally think it's gonna set off an entire chain of events for this industry so, A, for people who don't know, tell us what B Corp is and what it means to be B Corp. And what does that mean? Like, what does that mean for not only you guys, but the industry itself? I know there's three questions there, but, um, yeah. Uh, Danny, I'll, hit, hit, yeah, hit that one. I'll hit, I'll hit uh, Robert, as we do, um, we can finish each other's sentences. Um, I'll start with what a B Corp is. Uh, it, it's basically a designation. 
that allows companies to go through um, a verified process with an organization called B Lab, so third-party validation uh, that allows you to check on performance, accountability, uh, and, and also transparency around uh, one, we say taking care of uh, employees, so employee benefits, uh, two, charitable giving um, and, you know, how you do that in your backyard. Uh, when you think about also three, the environment and, and supply chain practices and what materials we're selling, you know, are we selling things that are sustainable? That's that's a buzzword, a great buzzword for our industry and every every company, really. Um, but even more so drilling down to um, the root materials. Are people uh, who are making these things for us to sell in our industry, are they being paid a fair wage? Um, are they are they making things in safe environments? And uh, and so this is about, uh, you know, commitment to uh, social environmental performance. Uh, and you have to go through this. It's called a B impact assessment. And it is extremely hard. Uh, and I just can't stress that enough. Um, the B labs that runs this impact assessment. I mean, it, it, we probably have 400 hours into the application process and the auditing took even longer than that. Uh, it is the, it is a real deal, heavy lift and commitment. Um, so as, as we talk about, Robert, I'm going to let you talk about how that will affect our business going forward. We've worked really hard at this. We applied 10 years ago uh, when B, B Corp was very um, an early on designation uh, for businesses Um and uh, we failed miserably. We got it like a 56, I believe, because we didn't know where things were being made in our industry. So just a shout out to um, PPAI for focusing on product safety and awareness. If, you, if you're not taking those classes and learning about it, distributor or supplier, please do that. It's critical for us to you know, think, consider reputational management in our business that way by making sure we're bringing safe products into the industry. Um, we applied again about two and a half years ago. B-Labs is very um, busy right now, which is good. It says that they got a lot of entrance into, um, into from all over across the, uh, all industries internationally to apply for this certification. Um, there are only about 5,000 companies out of 330 million who have it right now. Um, some that you know of would be um, Patagonia, uh, Allbirds, uh, Ben and Jerry's, you know, there's a new Belgium brewing. There's some, and there's a lot of local ones in your backyard. You can just look up B Corporation Brady and find Rose. them. Um, there's a great resource or three of products we could bring into the space through the B Corporation world, which I get really excited about. Um, and then the last thing I'll say, and I'll, again, Robert, if you can talk about brand fuel, where we're going with this, um, I just, I, I think our industry is trying to reach its potential right now. And I think this is one incredible pathway, whether you apply for the B Corp certification and we would tell you, please try go through the process anyway. It's it, like I said, it's a lift, but you'll learn things about your business where you have uh, strengths and weaknesses and, and where there are weaknesses. You can invest in those things to really um, you know, use your business as a force for good. Um, but this idea that, you know, if. And just this is a challenge to, to everyone, but suppliers, I think, in, in particular. And uh, and so I would just say, if if you all can create these products that are aligned with giving back and sustainability, um, our sales teams can buy in and and focus on ESG and CSR as touch points to our customers. Um, and our customers buy into this stuff like we know that they are and they want this stuff. All of a sudden, it's a self fulfilling prophecy. 
you know, you're generating more sales. We're generating more sales. Our industry reputation is elevated. We're challenging our, cust our customers to think um, in a more pragmatic way about their brands on things that don't end up in the in the landfill. We call it brandfill. Jamie Mayer, great terminology there. Um, but essentially, we're we're marketing products and services, casting a wider net. We're creating education and more interest for our industry, and so we elevate the industry as a whole. And that is really promising. Very important too, I think, because we we've been. I think recently there was even some articles put out. Um, they want to consider our, or you know, correlate our industry to trinkets and trash. And I think it's about us elevating that conversation, changing changing the way they think about it. And this is a it's a really good way to do it. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, Robert, you're up. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I I don't have a ton to add to that, Danny. I will say that, like, in terms of the journey. Um, it has been a, a, a 10 year journey, um, you know, and and we've evolved a ton over 25 years. We were just we just had a sales meeting yesterday where we talked a little bit about that that evolution. And, you know, we sort of started our, our sort of shtick back in the day was as a, a really creative and fun company. And that was sort of how we labeled ourselves and how clients saw us. And then as we as we've sort of matured, we moved more towards a strategic partner. You know, that's 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 the, the value that we brought to the table. And this sort of next phase is really about purpose and sustainability. And I just wanted to tell a, a, a quick story um, back in 2019 um, when I was in, in Hong Kong for, for my very first uh, IPAG conference. Um, each of the groups was so, so IPAG, 40 different uh, companies in 40 different countries and we were meeting for or I was meeting them for the very first time and you're supposed to um, you're supposed to talk about something that's really impactful in your business that people might benefit from and so Danny and I chatted a little bit about it um, ahead of time and, and when I was there I started pitching what we call fuel kits and fuel kits are really just um, really um, creative packaging uh, 360 full color all this kind of stuff and we had lots of samples and slides and, and we're really proud of, of these fuel kits that we thought were were just so great. And um, so I'm surrounded by mostly European distributors and um, was expect yeah, the presentation went OK and was expecting a, you know, a bit of a of an applause, uh, you know, coming. And um, essentially it was like, you know, you could hear a pin drop and it was you know, almost like an audible gasp. It was it, it truly was like walking into into um you know a a a a a, a den of, of of snakes and uh and they were all very kind but essentially what they were telling me was like hey americans um we're about five years ahead of you guys on sustainability and you just spent 20 minutes talking about packaging and guess what the next two hours are going to be about how we can reduce packaging and how we can you know use other ways to to you know get the same message across without getting things in the landfill and so Danny and I have have always been, um, you know, it's been our, in our DNA to use business as a force for good. But but even you know, even we and 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 certainly we um, have have not um, fulfilled that on the sustainability uh, front um, throughout our entire journey. And so um, you know, the cool thing about starting your own business and one of the reasons we wanted to start our own business is these things have always been our in in our DNA. But we we haven't always had the ability to implement them. And so some of what we're doing today is more like formalizing things that we've wanted to do or believed in 
all these years and are, are finally able to get to it. So this thing about a, a journey with the B Corp and sustainability and transparency and looking at supply chain, like there's never the perfect time to start the journey. And five years ago, like even though we thought we were pretty progressive on this front, um, five years ago compared to the Europeans, like we were way behind. And so that was a bit of a, a, a slap in the face and a, and a momentum builder for us to really get moving on this and, and finish it. And I want to personally thank Danny for being, um, you know, a, a bulldog about this. It, it is a long, long journey and it's easy to get distracted um, with everything else that we've got going on and you've got going on and that kind of thing. And um, he, he did what it took to get all of the data and put it together and, and submit and resubmit. And here we are. And so um, thank you, Danny, for sticking with it for, for such a long long period. Um, I know it wasn't easy. So I feel like uh, how many times can I say I love you, man, in one in one session? Um, I, I shout out, though, to uh, to Fairware uh, up in Canada, uh, friends and partners. And, you know, Denise is on the Promo Cares board. She's also on the PPAI board. But you want to talk about an organization that's really doing it right. Um, check out Fairware. Um, you know, I think they're leading by example. We've got a lot to learn. We, we got an 87.1 out of 100. Again, we got a 56 10 years ago. Um, so we're, we're heading in the right direction. We've got a lot to live up to. And, and I think our industry just, again, like if, if we can do this as an industry, whether you get a certification or not, like we're validating the industry in our clients' eyes and they're willing to pay, you know, a premium for that, I think. And, and let's keep that in mind. So I have a kind of a two-part question. Um, you know, when I think about B Corps, I, I often think that it's, it would be easier if you only sold one product or if you sold a service, you know, right. So you could align yourself with, with less variables. And I wonder, um, you know, our industry specifically probably is very difficult uh, because of all the different factors and, you know, uh, you know, third party integration between different suppliers and different factories and different countries. So what what is like what was kind of the hardest sticking point, you know, being in this industry to become a B Corp? Because I feel like it would be very challenging, as you said, it was, you know, was there something that was made it more difficult? Yeah, you know, Robert, you want to try and answer that or you want me to? Yeah, I mean, I, there, there are a bunch of them. And you're right, Stephen, the supply chain piece is, is a massive part of it. Um, you know, one, one of the so you get points, as Danny mentioned, you have to reach a certain threshold and you get points for various things and different segments um, matter more to B Corp than others. And you know, one of the one of the most important things we, we did was we created a, a survey um, to our salespeople and asked them about any sort of leadership roles uh, in nonprofits that they had ha had out there in the world. So either leading it or, or being on a committee or, or being a lead volunteer or something like that. And um, that was a real key driver for additional points on the on the scale. Um, we were to, we were able to find out from you know the 50 or so employees that we have that there was an enormous amount of, of volunteer work within our organization. Um, some of it done on, on company time, but a lot of it done on weekends or days off that we allowed them to, to take off to, to do some of this volunteer work. That was a key driver. Uh, Danny, I don't remember, it might've been 10 full points um, when we were able to really fill that piece out, but kind of oh, wow. got us over the edge. Not, not 10, but it's up there. It's a, it's a big one. I mean, they, I think they want to see your your staff be invested in, in community and, um, 
I, I, and it's interesting. We, we've always in our, you know, our handbooks, it says you can, uh, we will pay you uh, to volunteer. Basically it's, it's uh, pay time off to volunteer, but not as many people take advantage of that. And so we create things, you know, quarterly, sometimes monthly where our staff goes out and volunteers and, you know, in the community, which is great. But, um, I think more than that, we didn't realize how many people are involved in nonprofits on their own. And um, and and the points really come when they're uh, invested while they're on the company dime. And so that's important. But to go back to your question about the plastic stuff that's being made mostly in China, Stephen, and how hard that is, it's extremely hard. I think the industry is moving in the right direction. Again, we just challenge uh, our suppliers to keep working on that. You look at like PCNA, they've got like a whole thing called Proud Path. Um, Sanmar has just done an amazing job creating a playbook around transparency and, and where things are being made and how we have access to that information. Uh, you're starting to see um, brands on the fringes uh, like Love Bottle and Refresh Glass that are just so cool that we're our entrance into the industry. So big corporations and small ones uh, that are really doing some amazing things that allow you to pick a lane. So if someone asks you for drinkware and they want to go cheap, you have to challenge them. We say we're a challenger agency at Brand Fuel. So if a customer requests that $3 water bottle that probably is going to last for a year, you know, how can we show them something that's going to last for five years? It's made of sustainable materials, something that people will cherish and love. Um, and, and when we break it all down, we just have to ask ourselves, you know, personally as salespeople, you know, would we wear, use, or want this product, you know, and, and then even kind of a bigger question is, you know, will it end up in the landfill? And if the answers to some of those questions start to go down the path of yes, uh, it'll end up in the landfill and no, I would not want this, you know, stress reliever in a funny shape uh, for this thing. I mean, it's, it's a little toy, uh, then, then, then maybe we're doing our clients a disservice. So let's push back and let's find those products that are in the marketplace that are new and unique and some of the brand name stuff that's out there now. Um, it's going to last and people will embrace it. And I think that's what it comes down to. And, you know, if we're just willing to take an order and be order takers, I mean, just go to four imprint. Uh, we can't do that as an industry. We have to really think strategically. We have to understand our clients' initiatives and objectives. And I promise you, I promise you this, that every corporation out there right now that we are selling to is talking about uh, CSR, you know, corporate social responsibility, ESG, environmental social governance. They are, they are focusing on it. It's in their strategic plan. And when you can come up with products that align with that, you win. Yeah, I mean, just, just to add to that, I'm sorry, go ahead, Jeff. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, there, there really, there, there are obviously business opportunities to be had by um, achieving a, 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 a certification like this. Um, it's not the reason we, we started the journey, um, but it's kind of a, a nice fringe benefit. And they've, they've also, we, we've had several companies reach out, big companies just in the last week um, since we, we got it saying we, we found you on the on the list online of, of B Corps, which is really nice to see. But you know, as, as I was mentioning in, in Poland uh, a couple of weeks ago with, with, with IPAG, uh, we were doing some presentations again. Um, we are really starting to, I think, understand that um, you think back 10 years ago in eco and, and, and how that was really kind of a, a trend and every every supplier sort of bought into the eco thing. And um, but it really wasn't um, it was it was not something that was terribly meaningful in, in terms of like its real impact um, 
on 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 the environment and the world. And um, I think it was more of a kind of a marketing thing. And, and I think this is really, this movement today is really, really, really different. Um, Danny mentioned brand fill. Um, there are forces out there that like literally move mountains in our industry. I mean, you think of government and trends and demographics that they, they, I can say this because I'm an old guy, you know, the kids that are, are now buyers of branded merch or are going to be in the next five or 10 years, um, they have a very different mindset than, than the oldsters like us. And um, they really, really, really do care about sustainability and supply chain and transparency and how you treat your employees and that kind of thing. And so I think um, starting to see sustainability in the same terms as survivability in our industry is, is going to be a very smart thing to do. You cannot go against those, um, those massive trends, um, uh, the, the demographic trends. And you know, if, if we got behind the eight ball with the governments or the the um, you know the people buying this stuff, we're just not um, we're going to really struggle to turn that around. So I think it's smart to to get ahead of this. Um, I think our survivability as an industry um, in many ways depends on it. So um, while we're I think as a company you know, a little bit a little bit behind the eight ball compared to the Europeans, we hope we can be a little bit of a leader here in the U.S. And um, obviously, if anybody out there listening has questions about how we did it. Um, or what the impact has been to us so far, um, you know, hit us up. You touched on a, yeah. on a good point, and I wanted to just say something about it really quickly. You said um, since you've um, obtained your B Corp, you've had larger companies or the companies reach out to you. And that's a very key point, because a lot of times when I have this conversation with colleagues or coworkers, whatever, in this industry, they say to me, are people really buying and asking for it? I don't have a single customer that's ever asked me for it. And to that, I always say, do they know that you sell it? Do they even know that you have any passion for it? Because I'll tell you what, I'm not, I don't sell to all of my customers, but my customers know that I'm passionate about it. So when they are working on that project, they come to me first because they know that I'm going to point them in the right direction for the product, the brand, for the, the experience, for the education, because they know that I'm passionate about it. Um, what advice would you give to people listening for if they can, you know, that we're in that same boat, you know, hey, I just don't have those customers. What does this mean to me? What, what kind of advice would you give to them? Yeah, Danny, why don't you answer that? But I'll just say one quick thing to start start it off. Um, I don't know if you all saw the, the latest promogram that came out like right before we jumped on, but basically mm -hmm. it, the, it's, do you need a chief sustainability officer? And I think the numbers were something like 38% of companies of a certain size have a, a CSO and that it's growing and growing and growing. And so um, I, I can't name the company, you know, the multi-billion dollar company, honestly, that, that reached out the, in the last week, but, um, but obviously they have a CSO. More and more big companies have CSOs. Um, this is not eco of 10 years ago. This is a real, real movement. And, um, I think the fact that big companies, sorry for the airplanes, are, are investing in this with, with C-suite people um, really means that this is real. Danny, you want to jump in on that one? Yeah, I think if, uh, first of all, if if you don't believe in it and you don't see this as something that um, is important to you or to your company or to your clients, 
um, you know, then why, why present it? I mean, don't just sell it to, you know, for the, the sake of making money. Um, if, if you're not seeing it in your space, uh, the other point I would make is maybe you should be proactive. Uh, there, I mentioned a, a couple suppliers and, and they're just, you know, I certainly give shout outs to Headwear USA and SNS Activewear. Um, you know, it's not lost on me that you guys are doing this and they're, and those companies are allowing you to provide this education in this format. Like that's, there's CSR in that. Um, and you guys have great products as well around sustainability. So shout outs there to, to you both and your organizations, but um, find the products, challenge your customers. I said before, um, present them. We are having our sales team um, pr present in our in our presentations. There will be a sustainability section and offering every single time we put a presentation out. Get into the rhythm of it. Find out what's out there. Educate yourself uh, as to what the products and services uh, are. And when you go to ASI and PPAI shows coming in January, the big ones, and you've got another one coming up. Uh, you can talk about Meg soon here. Uh, that. Um, I know those those uh, companies, those suppliers out there are going to be featuring products that are sustainable and do your homework on those products as well, making sure that they are um, as viable as as they are marketed. Um, and that's one thing I think we worry about with the eco and eco green washing is, you know, what, what does sustainability really mean? And um, and understanding that, again, comes back to education. Yeah, so one, one thing that I wanted to sort of chime in there with uh, and a question that I had, and it could be a closing question if you guys want. Um, but ultimately, why why B Corp? Like what is because there's so many different like audits and certifications and things like that out there. What makes B Corp different? Um, because I know with us, the headwear being an international company, Robert, what you were saying with the Europeans being so much further ahead of the U.S. market uh, when it comes to eco sustainable and, you know, uh, sustainability and that that whole, uh, you know, market segment. It's 100 percent true. I mean, us being a global company, we get that push a lot. Uh, and it, typically it comes from the European, uh, you know, companies within headwear uh, that sort of lead that charge. But, you know, we're a, a four pillar CDEX audited factory. You know, I mean, how how is it different being B Corp? Like why? Why B Corp? Yeah, I think there are a lot of designations that are out there um, in, in this world. Uh, B Corp seems to be like at the pinnacle of um, of it all for us. I mean, that the incredible um, measurement that they do and again, the validation that comes with that certification, having been around for longer than most um, is, is the reason why we chose B Corp. Um, the, the process was so educational and, and B Labs and the team at B Corp and, and the community around it of, you know, 5,500 or so businesses right now, they really support each other and educate each other and uplift each other. So we found a, a kind of a new community, which was important to us. Um, you know, I, I, I think, I think we were able to look at the process that we would go through, even though it was an incredible lift um, and realize that, structurally um, where we are today as a business process wise and with our team um, that this was the um, pathway for us into the future. So we try to look at brand fuel. I always say the was, the is, and the will be. Um, the question for us really was what, what are we going to be, you know, in our next 25 years and what path do we want to take and what organization do we want to align with and what gives us the credibility uh, to be able to not just say, Hey, we sell sustainable products because honestly, guys, that, that is the, uh, the cost of entry. Now um, right. everybody's talking about sustainable and, and, you know, you're missing out if you're not, uh, but all of a sudden brand fuel now has 
uh, designation that that says we're doing it a little bit um, more in depth than than most. And 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 honestly, this is the hardest part is like keeping ourselves accountable to that. Um, we have to reapply. It costs money. It's a lot of time, energy, and resources to do it. But for Robert and I and Allison and Mary and Eric and all these people to help us lead this company, I think we've realized that it's important to have a business that leaves a legacy behind outside of just capitalism and making money. And um, and something we're proud to share with our kids and something that we could look at ourselves when we retire one day and say, you know, this is something that we... Um, we, we strove for the highest ideals um, that we possibly could, ethics and morals, and, and we never cut corners. And um, we've always done that, but the certification delivers that. Jeff, I, you know, just to add to that, Danny, that was actually very eloquent. Um, it's, it's probably the you, most, uh, what's that? I love you, man. Too. We need a little yeah. counter yeah. on the bottom every time Danny says it. It'll just I love you, man. going up one, up one. Yeah. Um, Jeff, I think also it's like the fact that it's kind of the most recognizable out front certification um, in retail that, that that we all sort of see and recognize. Mm-hmm. It's not like some ISO ISO you know certification in the background at the factory or what have you. It's it's something that people can recognize and get behind. And I think that's another reason why we chose this one because um, because of the fact that it's recognized and it's something that people can actually understand and start to appreciate and maybe have those same conversations in their in their own companies because it's um, because it is something that they've seen before. So that's that's another reason. Yeah, that's kind of the answer that I was expecting, but I just wanted to <laughs> wanted to put it out there for everybody, you know. So very cool. Meg, Stephen, any other uh, closing questions or, or statements? Um, I just want to say you guys always set the bar really high. I hope the industry is paying attention. Um, I think that you guys have really just gone above and beyond to do your part for this industry and the future of it and for the kids that are coming in. Um, so everyone should be keeping an eye on what Brandfield is doing if they aren't already. So kudos to you guys. Thanks, Steven. I'm just glad that I, I know you guys personally and I will have lots of questions as, as, uh, I always do, but it's been it's been awesome, and the the story keeps continuing with you guys, which is incredible. So, thank you. Awesome. I have one more question for Robert specifically. How's the poison ivy? Well, I I will say uh, you've you've probably seen me itch a little on my arms. It's um it hasn't gotten any better in the last forty five minutes, but um it's not that bad. He had just stopped thinking yeah. about it until you well, asked him. Jeff. Exactly. <laughs> Listen. I, you I'd, know, I'd actually I mean, really like to show you, but it just probably isn't. Don't don't, don't do that, please. Yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> Look, our sponsors can't help you out with the poison ivy, but since you're doing all these outdoor activities where you got the poison ivy, I, I can tell you where to go for that stuff. Oh, good. Our good friends over at Brentwood Line. Look, they're specializing in chairs, coolers, backpacks, and blankets. They're a well-respected supplier, not known just for their high-quality product, but also for their customer service. Brentwood Line values and appreciates its customers to the greatest extent. And they want to make sure that their clients' expectations are met. Uh, so be sure to head over to BrentwoodLine.com to check out the latest and greatest for all of your outdoor product needs, Robert. So when you're out there doing yeah. your river runs and floats and whatever else outdoors, you got to go check them out, all right? See you there. sounds good all right guys we'll see you next time thanks for joining us thanks everybody
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.